Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. You set any you know, kind of uh, per quantifiable personal goals going into the year, or do you let the kind I mean, of coaching staff win? I mean, that's it. I mean, honestly, for me, just come more efficient, play better defense, and win. Uh, winning, hit, winning solves everything. You know, so like when we win, we we all succeed, and I think that's really where my head is at. You know, obviously, you know, um, you hear the chatter, but like I just want to win. That's all it is. I think that's where everybody wants to win, and I think that's what makes this group special. We have guys coming from all different places who want the same goal, and I think. We you have guys who want the same goal, it's really easy. There you go. That is Donovan Mitchell on uh, episode one of Road to Contention. We had a conversation with him yesterday. I went down, uh, was at practice once again today, Gordon, and uh, they gave us uh, a few players to chat with on, on top of my one-on-one with Rudy. Uh, Donovan, or excuse me, Dante Exum was made available today, and Mike Conley was made available today. And uh, both have very interesting storylines I feel worthy of discussion here on, uh, on the big show. Which, which should we start with, Dante or Conley? Let's start with Mike. So everybody wants to know, how, how's the assimilation going? You know, mm-hmm. he's been on the same team for a long time, albeit has played under different coaches. But now, you know, how is he fitting into the team? And he said it, it's going really very well, but... Terminology is is his biggest challenge in assimilation right now, which I think is actually a really good sign. Well, it goes back to what I was talking about, the mother tongue. You know? what? If you speak two languages, when you think of a, a, a certain concept, oftentimes it will come to you first in your mother tongue. Same thing with basketball. He's been using this terminology over and over and over again, over and over and over again. And now, even if it's the same play or a similar play, he's not thinking in terms of what the Jazz call it or what it might be known amongst his teammates. So he's having to uh, – it is like learning another language to some extent. They call different moves different things. Yeah. Um, and then he, he, he talked about how detailed – he was asked a, a really good question – uh, I think uh, Ben Anderson from KSL asked it, it, to compare Quinn Snyder uh, and and implementing this kind of new offense with him to other coaches that he's had in the past. Mm-hmm. And he, he gave uh, an interesting, albeit predictable, answer. He said, details. So Quinn Snyder is all about the details. And he, he, he really explained how, how Quinn will stop practice, like right in the middle of it, and quiz guys. On, uh, he said he, he, he even got quizzed once on their priorities on the break. And he said he guessed, and he guessed it right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you're doing? You're getting put on the spot? So they're really, I mean, I bet to a, to a certain extent he feels like he's drinking water out of a, out of a fire hose because he's, he's learning all these new details, and he's basically learning it in a foreign language. And not just... Is it important for him to learn that? But he's the quarterback on a team. It's crucial. Absolutely crucial. So even for a very intelligent veteran, in, in some ways it's harder because he's exorcising all that other stuff out of his mind right. and, and, and installing this whole new thing. But I, I, I know he knows what the motions are supposed to accomplish. It's not like he has to sit there and ponder the meaning of it all before he does it. So, uh, yeah, the terminology might be different, but I think he'll understand pretty quick what Quinn wants him to do. 
and I think he likes the style, or at least came across to me, likes the style that Quinn Snyder wants to play. And he's he likes the ball movement and all that sort of thing. Uh, he, a big theme of today with Dante and Mike was just how different people are going to do are going to cross the boundaries of traditional positions where Mike's not going to have the ball in his hands the whole game. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how that's a totally different than than the rest of his entire career. Yeah, where he had the ball in his hands and he was making it happen or making it happen for someone else. And it it seems like he's embracing that, and that that's a really good sign because. Sometimes players like that, it's easy to get it's easy to get Joe Ingles to buy into passing the ball, right? Mm-hmm. It's because, you know, that's what he's had to do to survive playing basketball is fig- figure out team and defense and those sorts of things. That's not been Mike Conley's career arc. Mike Conley's career arc is give me the ball. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. And, and you're then, gonna win a ton of basketball and, and, games. And then if you move to the right spot, you're gonna get the pass. Right. That's that's a big difference. Yeah. And so it's why Mike being a veteran, I think, is a big deal because you, he gets it. Have you let me ask this sort of open ended question to all our listeners, because many of our listeners have played basketball. And have you ever been on the court with a master teacher who is explaining something to you and you don't really process it immediately? It can be very confusing. People think of basketball, I mean, maybe casual fans think of it, you just roll the ball out there and let these pro players express themselves. It's it's a whole lot more complicated than that. And something tells me with Quinn that, uh, you know, what would they call him when he first got here? Kind of a mad scientist or something? Uh-huh. You know, that he can probably come up with some fairly nuanced ideas. That guys need to, uh, and, and like you said, detail-ridden, that uh, when you're moving, you don't just run to a certain spot over here and kind of generally hang out. No, he wants you to be in certain spots, at, and the timing has to be right, and the energy has to be right. and, it, and Otherwise, the, uh, the whole passing game, if that's what you want to call it, uh, the ball doesn't pop the way he wants it to. And I imagine that he can get fairly exercised when guys aren't doing it the right way. But uh, Mike Conley might have to handle a little differently because he is very intelligent. He's highly respected. And I know all those stories about Popovich screaming at Tim Duncan and all that. That's uh, that's pretty hard for me to believe that uh, a respected player like Mike Conley would be yelled at by a head coach. No. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, switching over to Dante, uh, a yes. couple of things. One, th- this one was super minor, but it was kind of funny and, and insightful. He was asked about Bojan Bogdanovic, and his eyes got really big, and he's like, he can shoot. <laughs> like, and he said something along the lines of, man, I wish I could shoot like that. I mean, like, <laughs> Dante Don't was, we all? Uh, Bojan's shooting obviously left a big-time impression on Dante Exum. Well, we know his shooting percentages are off the charts when he's unattended. Yeah. So he may be walking into a gym and just seeing that guy pop shots left and right. I bet, I bet it would not be uncommon for him to hit 15, 20 jumpers in a row. And have the have the net barely move. Well, like I said, it certainly left an impression <laughs> on Dante Exum. Uh, but kind of a big theme of of his conversation, what uh, what he was talking about, it, Dante Exum will play will play some point guard for this team. That that will happen. 
But get used to the idea of Dante doing a lot of playing a lot of different positions. One through four even mm-hmm. was was mentioned. And how much time will he spend at power forward? But probably not much. But I think kind of the idea is is that he can guard a lot of different positions. Yeah. He's he's big enough, and he's and he's bigger. He's filled than out. He was yes, he indeed. Has, he Everybody has noticed out. that. He's a bigger guy. He's going to be able to be really versatile. And I think at this point in his career, he probably just wants to play. Use me however you want, Coach. Mm-hmm. I'd be, you want me to bulk up in the offseason? You betcha. Uh, I'll, I'll play one through four for you, whatever. I, I get the impression he wants to play. He wants to be on the floor. And this is, this is the best, honestly, the best way for him to do it. Because if he can be that defender that you can put on athletic wings, which are all over the place in the yeah. Western Conference, mm-hmm. it, he he needs to be good enough offensively that you can leave him on the floor. Well, think about, let's say we were talking about uh, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich or Bobo or whatever you want, the seven-year bitch, whatever you want to call him. And uh, what if he's out on the floor and some other wing that the Jazz are playing heats up? And, you know, what what would stop uh, Quinn Snyder from saying, Dante, go get him. Go get him. Go take him out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, he, how useful would he be in that regard for the very reason that you already brought up, that these uh, these explosive wings are, are everywhere. The, the issue with Dante last year – and I don't know if this you can say this has always been the case, but the issue with Dante last year is when he got on the floor, he made a lot of mistakes. And the, the sad part about his injury last year is when he started to turn the corner on those mistakes is, is when he got hurt. But I think it was tough for Coach to keep him on the floor because all of a sudden it's a six- to eight-point turnaround in the three minutes he's been playing. Yeah. And you're looking at it going, oh, man, well, I... It's too, it's too punitive for the Jazz to keep him in when he's right. making those mistakes. Yeah. So I, I think getting him comfortable at other places on the floor is definitely a good thing. And, and if he's figured out how to consistently knock down a corner three, he'll stay on the floor. So let's talk about that for a second. What does he have to do offensively uh, other than not commit three consecutive turnovers? Well, that's number one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Take numero, care of the ball. That's numero. Take no. care of the ball. Don't be too casual with the ball. And, and what else? You mentioned hit the corner three. If, it'd be real helpful if he were a serviceable shooter. You know, we talked about gravity yesterday. Just enough to have some gravity. You know, make make a high enough percentage that they have to think of, of you being out there. Because I think he needs to learn how to finish a little bit better, and he, he keeps falling down, which, you know. You learn that from Alec Burks. But he could get, I mean, the dude can get to the basket. I mean, yeah, but if what we're about talking that? about cuts and stuff like that, I, I think he can. he's already valuable. So right? is that okay for him to do that? The Jazz, let's say the Jazz are in the middle of a possession, and let's say they they bring the ball up quickly, they've got, 19, 20 seconds to uh, to go into the blender or to run their offense, whatever they want to do. And Dante gets the ball, say, with 12, 10 seconds left. Are you okay, if you're Quinn Snyder, with Dante isolating a defender and taking him to the rack? Well, he needs to get there. Is that, is that okay for him to do that? I think he'll have to earn that a little bit. I mean, because it seems like it's, it's his most effective offensive attribute. Yep. 
It'd be helpful if he could be a serviceable shooter. That would help. Well, I mean, I'm not even talking about shooting. I'm no, I know. I know what you're talking about. But I'm, I'm saying to his overall offensive game and his ability to stay on the floor, he needs to be able to shoot the ball a little bit. You know, it's it's interesting we bring up that whole point of him attacking the basket and then falling to the ground because Alec Burks got injured quite a bit too, and he, he used to just throw his body at the rim. And somewhere along the line, Dante learned that same thing. And how many times last year before he got injured did you see him hit the floor on a move to the basket? A lot. It happens a lot. Over and over again. And, that, and it seems like I, I'm not a physicist, but – it seems like if you fall after you attack the basket, is that dispersing energy or is that making it worse? Well, because I can't if imagine it, it's making it better. Come on, Einstein. I mean, does it? I I think that you know wear and tear is such a big thing now. Where we're talking, uh, what's the uh, strategic rest or whatever they're saying? You know, we're, that's such a big deal these days. Like you, you were. Uh, concerned about it with Donovan going and playing FIBA, mm-hmm. you know, miles on uh, miles on the tires. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems like that seems like such a big deal these days. So if, if you think about it, you, we talk about this all the time with quarterbacks taking hits. I mean, each one, it, you're you're doing damage to your body with each fall. You know, yeah, okay, and but it, okay, it may so not be a, a season ender, but it's still it's wear and tear. Okay, so that's my question: Is it does it? Do you absorb more energy, more impact by stopping yourself from falling or by allowing yourself to go ahead and let your and body give way? Yeah. Uh, I guess we'd have to talk to, uh, the, let's save that one for Doc Talk. <laughs> but I'm, gu- I'm guessing, know. you know, getting, I, I'm guessing falling to the ground while you're trying to lay the ball up is. Well, you do have the, you do have the, the, uh, the possibility, I guess, of of hitting your shoulder on the hardwood that usually doesn't feel good but is it is it more strenuous on your joints to actually like stick your leg out stick your foot out there and stop yourself from falling i don't know i don't know these things but he does fall to the ground a lot again doc talk We do, it, we do it do monthly. We, it's usually on Thursdays. If you're, if you have any knowledge about the the physics of the body, we go ahead at Jake Scott Zone or whatever you are, and I'm at Gordon Monson. Uh, let us know. Oh, oh, for those tweeters, uh, didn't I tell you I changed my Twitter? Oh, my you Twitter? did. Yeah, it's it's now at Lloyd Cole Zone. <laughs> Go ahead and, and send no, that one. You know, send no. it at Gordon Monson, at Lloyd Cole Zone, <laughs> no. at Austin. No, Horton. no, Go no. ahead and, and send in that no, breakdown you wa- for you us. Wanna you want to know. You want at Jake Scott Zone. <laughs> you want to know. It's important knowledge. It, because Dante did it all the time, and so did Alec Burks. And uh, they both got hurt. So I, I just wondered. All right. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.